All right, guys. Got one. Yeah. <laughs> Got one. It, never it starts even. with one. It starts with one. Come on, guys. They weren't down 3-0 now. I mean, but that's one. it counts. Counts. It's a I, new series. It's a new series. I mean, if you if this was a must-win game, everybody knew that the Celtics lost this game. It was over. You don't come back from 3-0. And the way they played tonight, all I have to say is the Heat have a lot of thinking to do over the next three days. A lot of thinking to do because the Celtics come out and play like this again. I mean, it goes back to what I said before the series started and what I think we all said is that they're, they're the more talented team. If they play the way they can, you know, this is the Celtics series to win. Well, I mean, it, it was goes to what a lot of what we said. And again, it, you know, it was a, a very complete game. The Hayward factor, we'll get into that, made a huge difference. The attacking, we talked about Jalen Brown after the last postgame show. Get him involved, get going to the basket, stop settling for jumpers. So, I mean, it's funny because that whole locker room thing seems like a million years ago because I don't see any of that there. You know, I, whether to call it galvanizing or not, it's, you know, it's hard to say. But they clearly looked very together tonight. And it looked like they were making a conscious effort to distribute the ball, you know, really, you know, make sure they were getting good shots, being super aggressive. Whatever right it is the they decided they wanted yeah. to do today, they did it for basically – three quarters and nine minutes <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then and then gave us all a heart attack for about three minutes where we're right on brand at each other because they can't make it easy uh let's, let's wait to see what comes out of the locker room tonight because after yeah. that close there might be some more screaming and yelling i don't know i doubt <laughs> it but yeah there was some pretty dumb shit down the stretch um <laughs> uh and that was i mean there's no reason yeah. to rehash it because it really doesn't matter that much in a 12 point game stuff like that would be would be fatal theoretically i mean potentially so you got to clean that up you do need the full 48 they played 45 they built up a big enough lead where they could get away with that crap last three minutes there yeah. thankfully miami wasn't hitting threes but let's just go through the whole game joe sway your thoughts on just how it how it all went down well, I was just gonna say. I mean, I think it, it the the everything that happened at the end of the last game sort of does matter in the sense of like, what was the Celtics going to do in those panic moments? What were they gonna do if they blew another lead? What were they gonna do if they were down by five points in the end of the third quarter? And they never really got to that point because they kept that consistency. So that was a huge plus. We saw the same sort of energy in the game two. Uh, that we saw in that first quarter. But the only difference is they would be more aggressive towards the basket. I think we no one had a, a big problem with the looks and, and the opportunities that these guys were getting in that first quarter in game two. But the difference in game three was that it didn't matter whether it was outside or whether it was giving them, you know, any kind of jump shot. They were going to the basket no matter what. So that was good. That set the tone. And then it carried over to the third quarter. There were moments in that third quarter, though, I was thinking to myself, I don't know, Miami's just right there, you know, here we go. You know, Hero's doing his thing. I went for Duncan Robinson to get going. Luckily, it never happened, but you got to give kudos to the Celtics also. That second unit, which, of course, we'll get into get Gordon Hayward and what he meant. But, you know, overall, defensively, when the Miami Heat punched back, the Celtics stood their ground, which was a huge difference compared were, to what we saw in game two. couple moments there. You had that best five lineup in the second that kind of stopped the bleeding right. and got the lead back up to 12, where it could have – you were you – were, it was down to five or so or whatever it was. And it was trending towards, all right, here they go. They kind of, they kind of pissed this one away. And then you, and then you closed. It looked like in the third, they were starting to break as well. And they had that nice little run, got it to 16. Could have been better if they could have been more, if you didn't have that stupid turnover of Kemba into smart late where they should have been playing for the last shot. And then smart just falls down and trips Dragic there. Luckily he only makes one out of two, but they escaped there too with their double digit lead intact where it looked like it could have been going the other direction. Um, 
So again, they, 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 they stopped the bleeding at all the right times. Uh, there was one time where Brad was paralyzed on that 11, one run that was oh. in the third quarter. And we're all, literally, <laughs> I think 90, 95% of Celtics Twitter was just time out <laughs> screaming time out. <laughs> yeah, but how about, how about when Ty's got into call the time call he call made that huge foul. My whole timeline was just people calling for Brad to call well, the, time out. The heat, well, he the made heat, a huge foul in the third quarter. Three and and Grant Williams. He comes up big offensively with the three. You know, that, that, that was huge for them. Yes, that's what I mean. It's each of those moments where it could have gone the wrong way. Right. They did just what they needed to do to keep it there, you know, right. where it didn't get out of hand. But, yeah, Bobby, what do you think? I, I love the end of the third quarter there. That was yeah. a critical portion for me because if we think about it, it got to, you know, 11 or so right there with that 11-1 run. And I actually like them not taking a timeout. Just let them figure it out themselves. I mean, like, we keep hammering Brad. What more can he say at this point? Like the stuff they do in these situations, whether it be turnovers, uh, whether it be offensive fouls, or just slip ups in the passing game. Like he, there's nothing he can say, and they just have to figure it out. And credit to them, they did. And that's not Bobby. I don't think we're hammering Brad. All we're saying is at this, it's not Brad's fault of anything that's happening on the court. There's Brad bodyguards out. Yeah, there's just a couple times where. <laughs> We everybody seems to see that the team gets a little ahead of itself and things are getting away. We were again texting each other like, if the Heat go on a four zero run here, call the timeout. Just get, chill everybody out, get them focused again. That's all people are looking for. Sometimes it's not like it's like you know he's screwing up the game. Just recognize that your team has suffered from this sometimes. So every once in a while, it's not the worst thing in the world to intervene and be like, everybody slow it down remember yeah. what we're doing you know you did see a little bit at the at the beginning of the run i saw kemba hesitate on a corner three right at the beginning of that run yep. oh, i think it was tatum on the left side of the zone hesitate there too they dumped it off to grant and grant missed in the lane and those grant minutes went from great to bad real quick because they real quick in the paint yeah. <laughs> he ends grant- up this 11 in this one which is too bad because he was very good the first two three minutes of his set there grant turned into a pumpkin right before our eyes that was it doesn't that always like, happen it seems like it, all those all those bench big minutes are borrowed you get a yes. little bit of a run and you're <laughs> like all right it worked and the second time you bring that guy in every time whether it's williams Cantor or the other williams it's always like oh god that was bad you saw it again tonight Brad got good canter minutes in the first half, but after what happened in game two, he's like, I'm not, I'm not doing that again. You know, like right, but then also you're thinking about what happened before. I'm like, can I get eight from Brad real quick? You know, Wanamaker, eight quick points, you know, because we're we're hoping for those little pockets of hope, you know, right. those three-minute stretches we really needed or Celtics really needed. Right. The one thing I, I need to hear, I need I need to see Gary Washburn tweeting about another locker room fight tonight because whatever was said in that locker room, man. We could have gone one way or the other, right? I mean, I think most of us thought that it would be a good thing because we know that these guys tend, you know, they're they're a good team overall. If if you told me last year's team had a blow up in the locker room, I'd be like, oh boy, that's very bad news. You know, not not that things could have gotten much worse, but I mean, whatever whatever was said and hashed out after, I, I guess not so much in the locker room, but in the conversations following that that blow up, um, clearly these guys were on the same page then because right off the bat you saw. Marcus and Jalen kind of, you know, they were they were kind of spot on. I think they each scored the first couple of baskets of the game. And the Cel- it looked like the Celtics were making the extra pass early on in this game. It didn't feel like yeah. I saw anybody hoisting shots. Nobody was just head down driving through the hoop. It felt like there was even some give and goes going on. Like, you take it. No, you take it type yeah. thing. So mm-hmm. it was good to see that. And, and that sort of 
was a very like it was a constant throughout the game. I mean, it was one of those games where the Celtics they took a lead early and they they kind of held on held on for for most of the game. Sure, you you want to talk about that late fourth quarter, you know, collapse or whatever you want to call it. At the end of the day, I mean, they they played 45 good minutes of basketball and sure they let the Heat come back a little bit, but right. I'm not going to hold them to the fire over it. There was and, a couple. It wasn't just the. It wasn't just sharing the basketball. You could see the the, the concerted effort too. After bad plays, seeking each other out for uh, for high fives and encouragement. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you saw Grant, more communicator. Yeah, there was one point where I think Kemba, that. you saw, you saw like Kemba a couple times to smart. Like that was all right. We're all right. You know. Yeah. Um, so Jalen had like a thing. Yeah. You know, Grant Williams was the guy who texts everybody like last night, like, hey, good night, guys. You know, yeah. tomorrow's a big day. You know, <laughs> he's definitely that guy. He's like, it's going to be okay. We, yeah, love right? <laughs> we love you all. No, but I mean, the the fight, I mean, turns out, I mean, again, it maybe it's it's mood, but it it was a bit worse than we thought. It wasn't just, uh, you know, it had a, to have been, an right? explosion. I mean, it was so bad. They called a meeting that night and then another one the next day they had to get back a phone, phone call and. <laughs> You know, so like, yeah, it was, it was, Marcus was that mad. So like, I don't know if it could have been one incident that set him off or yet again, you, you don't want to speculate, but you wonder, is there, has there been something below the surface there, you know, bubbling up this whole time to, to be that friggin', I mean, to, to take a locker room explosion in two separate meetings over two days in order to friggin' finally chill things out. I was surprised that it went, that it went that far. Well, the part of the report that surprised me the most was when they said that Marcus Smart was getting into it with assistant coaches before the before the game had ended. So then, mm-hmm. with, when that I found surprising. that out, you're thinking about Marcus Smart with the kind of energy like, "Wow, we just lost." Yeah, I took that. What may may have been an ill-advised three. What other people are thinking, but you're thinking you're already feeling a little guilty, and maybe someone said a comment, and then that set him off. You know, right. but I don't I don't know if something like this happened prior to game two. But the part about him getting into it with assistant coaches, like, you know, when the, before the game's even over, like, yeah. that's that's not a good – I mean, I was a little surprised by that. It's why, like, no – it's human psychology. It's why, like, no interventions go well. Like, no one wants to be ganged up on by, like, exactly. 10 people telling right. them that everything is wrong. So and you then, can, you, yeah, after that defense. three, it's like the elephant in the room is like yeah. – yeah. So hey, Marcus, and then you just shot, lash out you know, at everybody, you know, and it's you're, right. you're like a cornered animal at that point. So it's possible you're right. It was just – one too many people said something and he's like f this and just lost it you know so but he needs to be held accountable for that so i'm glad that that jalen brown did that i mean celtics fans love marcus smart as they should he makes a lot of winning plays and all that stuff but i mean it's no doubt that on that in game two he he made he made a lot of dumb decisions you know i'm not saying he's the only one who did but he deserves to be called out for it from his teammates and um you know and and it looks like I, i don't know how the conversations went but i would imagine that these guys had some sort of truce where they both, you know, owned up to whatever it was that was bothering each other and, and they were able to move forward. And that's the mark of a good team. I mean, after game two, I, I said, you know, I asked the question, is, is this team too young to, you know, be in this position or go any further? Tonight, they didn't look at as much. Um, and I wonder if Gordon Hayward had a big part to do with that. I mean, you look at Gordon Hayward's yeah. stat line, it's not going to jump out to you. But the like, guy played 30 minutes tonight. I think he was a cool, calm presence out there. Yeah, Josue, I was gonna let you let you let us know about the gate. How I, was the gate, Josue? <laughs> uh, the gate was man, let me tell you something about gate. You know, those cuts, those drives, yeah, that's gate. That's gate yeah. all day. That's you it. saw a little something with him Gordon coming. Gate, baby. Him going. 
<laughs> gate game for sure. <laughs> so where do you where do you see John? Mad gate. Just so this was clear as day, and actually one of uh you know uh you know uh, Doc Flynn, who you guys you know I'm sure I'm sure know as well. Oh, actually, Brian from Doc Flynn. Yeah, actually texted me during the game. She's like, you see that? And I rewound it, and I saw it on the foul on the first half when he got reached in on. He clearly planted hard with the right total flat tire couldn't get going and that's almost what caused him to like lurch forward and the foul there because he couldn't get lift and then he had another one late in the game when i texted you guys where it was another case of it where he just totally had a flat tire and couldn't get i'm interested to see how he's feeling after this because so you can tell it's not a hundred it was fine he shook it off it wasn't like he got gimpy after but you can tell again when he's when he plants hard on it he, he wasn't able to get any lift there so he's definitely going to be a little bit limited but man right out of the gate like he just comes in and yeah, just drops that dime to Tice yeah. makes another great pass for an open three that they didn't make and everything was just smooth you know like it was just calming to have him in there and his passing and playmate had a great outlet for a dunk on a on a transition yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was the best thing about it was as soon as he came in everything felt calm and almost at the first at the moment He's delivering that that assist to Tice, or his, I think it was, or it was right before his first bucket. Rachel Nichols drops that nugget that, like, oh, oh yeah. by the way, he's not going home anymore. And we're like, what? Oh, that was more than a nugget. That was more. That was a bomb. That was a, that was a Nichols bomb. bomb. I went quickly. I was like, "Is that out there already?" Or she just break that news? I, I hadn't like, seen that in a while. Like, I, I didn't see that breaking news like that. Yeah. That was no, I remember last before the last game, and then before the last time we had the show, I was like, I heard there's conflicting reports that he may, but there was no nothing concrete though. There was nothing saying that. Right. Was leaning yeah, towards the game, but yeah, she just casually dropped it like everybody knew it, and I was like, what, you know? Yeah. So that's kind I of went. a game changer now. I mean, and again, g- good on Gordon because people were prepared to kill him if he did it, right or wrong. Everyone was going to give him shit. Yeah. For- oh, everyone would have just said, hey, leave, and made it up. leave right now. <laughs> and, I mean, the fact that he's like, I can't. Like, they're down. I need to stay here. Kind of, you know, good on him because a lot of people were like, you know, oh, you know, you play the, I get it. You know, it's family and all sure. that. But everyone's thinking like, just, it's just your fourth kid. It's not gonna like you, had three, you know what it's all about. Just it is his away. first boy though. It is his first boy. So like, I don't just freaking Skype it in, man. You know? <laughs> it's the way we're doing things now, you know? We're just, right? just have a zoom baby. That's what we're doing. Yeah, you can be just as effective over Zoom just being like, just breathe, stay calm. Yeah. I'm just, right here. The voice of Gordon Hayward as the guy who looks most like him here. I would have been fine with it. I, I was all. Bobby loves that he looks like Gordon Hayward. Allegedly, <laughs> I don't know what he was saying. With his eyes closed, he's right really now. running with that. <laughs> <laughs> he's running with that, Josue. He's running with that. <laughs> I, I want the Hayward stash back, Bobby. I'm gonna be honest though. What's the passive aggressive response he got from Robin when he finally got the green light though? Like this wasn't like you know, oh. and that was a, a quick. He just put his headphones on and started playing video games and pretended he didn't hear the phone. <laughs> Yo, it's funny you guys mentioned that. So after Nichols said that I went to I went to Robin's Instagram account because that's just what I do. And she actually posted – she must have been wa- obviously watching. So she actually po- – she posted a story. She goes, no, I am not in labor. When I want to tell everyone when this boy is born, I will. Until then, LOL, just please stop talking about it. 
Gordon isn't going to leave the bubble for the birth, so stop asking that too. Thank you. She didn't. She she's like Rachel's not breaking this story. I'm breaking <laughs> yeah, this story. Yeah, right. She got, she got in front of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give yeah. you. I'm gonna give you the straight dope. This is yeah. coming from me. <laughs> I made the decision. Yeah, it is her yeah. call. She can take it back if she wants to. Actually, I told him he could stay. He didn't decide. <laughs> yeah, I mean. She's getting messages like induce early and this and that. So I get, I mean, half the people talking about her probably don't even know her name. So I understand it. it it's well, an awkward situation. Why. We all know. It's an awkward situation well, for everybody to be in. Bobby, you must have you must have a, a girlfriend similar to Robin. What you know, what's going through her <laughs> mind right now in your in your opinion? <laughs> I've I've been told that I can't make this post game show past midnight, guys. So we gotta hustle it up, okay? All right. So hey we're <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. Okay, I'll keep it down. He, he was great in that first half. I'm just worried because it slowed down drastically into the second half. And he was he was part of the group that almost blew the fourth quarter. He had a turnover in there, the offensive foul. They asked uh, a lot of him. You know, it might have been the Tice fouls, but the 30 minutes was a Well, yeah, that was, that was my caveat there because Tice on the foul trouble, Smart on the foul trouble. I think uh, – you know, Brown had four, but it wasn't real foul trouble. But they had to interchange wings, centers, and I thought the crucial point was they gave him the extra rest at the beginning of the third. Short bench, though, you know. Yeah, oh, but that's how it's got to be, though. No, that's I mean Brad was to down to nine minutes after playing twenty in basically every game, you know, since yeah. uh, since Gordon was out. Ennis had the six minutes in the first half, and that's it. And then you had Grant for nine. That's the ball game. Hayward played thirty-one, actually, not thirty. It, it turned out. Um, and they knew that. Yeah, but John, like when, when you have a talented starting lineup like the Celtics do, you got to use them. You got right. simple as that. It, it's. Like when the Celtics played their best five player, best five lineup tonight, everyone was like, "This is awesome!" Like we're seeing their yeah. best five players on the court at once. Like they haven't, we haven't been able to see that a whole lot this year. So in the playoffs, you got to shave down that rotation like they did tonight. I mean, that was to me, that's what you got to see going forward. I love, I love what Brad Wanamaker's given them, but it kind of goes back to the Grant Williams thing where it's like you take what you can get out of him until he like does something that you yeah, know, you're like oh, I'm get all him out of here, Brad. You yeah, know? E- exactly. Yeah. Um, you you know, have Hayward back, but what's interesting is that he's doing 30. I mean, granted, we talked about him just being there would be a decoy or just his presence would make a difference, but I didn't think he'd play 30. They would have preferred not to, but they kind of had to. The but season. that long rest makes a huge difference, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no way he plays 30 if there wasn't those, those, those days to rest. Yeah. 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 But I mean, he might have because you, you needed this. You know, you, you I mean, you had yeah, to have this game. So, combination um, and needing it, the foul trouble, um, even just the position they were in because Miami was always creeping. Like they never got close until the very end, but they'd push it to 11. Uh, they'd be staying within that range where you knew they could strike. And, you know, Brad was nervous about that. He was always keeping his starters on toe. That's why Tice got into the foul trouble as early as the third. They pushed him a little further, and it didn't work. Um, but I love the rotations tonight. And honestly, Steven's pants Spolster tonight. I don't know what Spolster was doing between. <laughs> he played some weird ones, huh? Oh, Spolster was awful in this game. There was a lineup of Dragic, Jones, Iguodala, just yeah. all the guys who weren't going to score anything. And it was weird, too. They mentioned it on the broadcast, but taking Bam out when the Celtics went small seemed to be yeah. a serious decision, too. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I mean, he got a little too carried away with his depth. The Celtics kept it tight, and yeah. that can lose you a game if you keep a, the wrong yeah. guys in there too long. Kelly well, Olenek was awful here. 
off uh, of back to earth, which was huge during some of those runs. He missed wide open threes. Uh, so they're in search of a fifth man, right? Which is let's talk about that best five lineup. Uh, you know, we saw it earlier in the playoffs. Like, remember they played it? Oh no, one time in the bubble they played it, and they got freaking- Miami. Uh, Miami. Then they got smoked, and it was like everyone was like, "Oh, good, best five And then it went horribly wrong, and we're like, "Okay, don't roll that one out again." Uh, and obviously, it's your first chance <laughs> to do this since game one of the playoffs, and it went great. Uh, but we were talking about it, like Bobby, you wanted to see this in spurts, not to see them do it for long periods of time. Yeah, to me, it's surprising they don't run this for longer periods of time. This would seem to be this is the classic death lineup everybody talked about you know you want that golden state death lineup you know and this is not you, granted you don't have a true big but you do have six eight six eight six six you're not terribly small there um but it is risky but why do you only want to see it a little bit at a time the rebounding and that's why it got yeah. killed in august because of the rebounding bam was just knocking guys into the front row and stepping in for buckets it didn't happen tonight and that was the most encouraging part about it they ran it for about 220 and there were no offensive rebounds no field goals for miami now jalen was stealing the ball every single time they were coming up the court which is a big reason for that but that uh, was incredible yeah he was a defensive force tonight and how I, I've said throughout our run on the show here, there are nights where he looks like the best Celtic, and it's always because of his defense. And right. again, he was just blowing guys off the ball. And I think Stevens put him in a good spot to succeed. Instead of being out there on Jay, just kind of sitting on the sideline, they put him in positions where guys were going to switch on to him on the roll. And so he could blow up the pick and roll, and he's so good at it. Like, he, what do you have, five steals in this one? I'd say so. Um, he ends with three but it felt like five it honestly did yeah and everything else uh yeah, we man. gotta talk about tatum was this tatum's best game no. um like no. in the ent- i mean dude he had a great game he, he had triple double alert like going into the what fourth quarter the fourth? what's that what did he do in the fourth quarter he didn't do a whole lot in the fourth quarter he did not do a whole lot in the fourth quarter and that's but- my thing like again we get a big stat line with him Fourth quarter comes and he tries closing it with the crossover, the fadeaways, these crazy shots outside in the floor of the offense, and it it almost hurt them. So like I I, I but, hate to do this. We did after game seven too. He had the huge stat line, but when it mattered close in the fourth, they almost let it go because of his offensive choices. Well, I mean, yes and no. Um, you know, the, the I think earlier in the quarter, you know, when they kind of stretched it out, um. Yeah, he hit a three. He hit a long three from the. He spot. hit a three, which was that made it nineteen. He went one four in the quarter. Yeah, so uh, he, had a, he had a couple buckets early. I think he did. Was it in the fourth? He had a seven point run there. Oh, end of the third, he had that five. End over. of the third, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm just saying, like he's 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 you know he's worthy of of his props, though. I mean, yeah. we've been we've been harsh on him at times, so I think I think he gave them what exactly what they needed for the majority of this game. I mean, he was, uh, you know, I thought him and Jalen were, were excellent, you know, throughout this game. Um, and we also can't not talk about Jalen, uh, um, Tatum, I think sent Jay Crowder entirely out of the bubble on that drive to the hoop where he yeah. bumped no Crowder. I think Crowder that. is yeah. still going. I think you see his legs? <laughs> his legs kicked up. Yeah, that's exactly what it did. No one mentioned that. that was great. <laughs> that, that was so yeah. perfect. It was like, you know, you know, Crowder. If you know, Crowder was doing. 
That was Browder was stupid after that game. And how what how much did we call for Brown to get aggressive and go at them in the lane and cut on the back line and even just all of the three? It didn't make sense last game, and honestly, it's one of the things that it sounded like in the altercation in the altercation that Jalen was beefing was 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 uh, taking some issue yeah. with his touches, you know. Um, so th- you know th- that was clear. Like that's an offensive weapon that they just left it in the shed for some reason, and and just ran all these isolations. But I'm so glad Kemba didn't, you know. Again, it wasn't just handling the ball all game. They were whipping it around, mm-hmm. and every time Jalen felt like he had a guy, he could he could take off the dribble. He just attacked. I mean, the start of the game was so encouraging, which just you know I think it was smart and one, and then Jalen to the hole, and Jalen to the hole, and Tatum to the hole, just one after the other. Yeah. It was so clear that they were like attack, you mm-hmm. know, and and, and Jalen. Jalen did it all game. I think it drove Crowder crazy too. Crowder tried to get all yeah. tough on him, and Jalen looking at him like, "Bro, I know you, man. Like, you're not gonna swing on me. Like, hey, like you didn't even do this in practice. Like, get out of here. You're not that tough." And then he starts yeah. forcing the issue. If you didn't notice, like Crowder, there were some of these shots where he could have just easily just took his time, but he was like throwing them at the rim. Like he wanted to like make it right through. You know, like almost like it was gonna Crowder. be automatic, but he wasn't taking his time with it. Yeah, Crowder. Crowder was yeah. definitely Crowder's going to Crowder. Okay. Yeah, Crowder. Crowder. Sure. You can. Crowder's going to Crowder. That's what he's going to do. Yeah. I mean, sometimes he'll hit some threes. You know, and he'll get, miss get, a get, lot. Crowder's. You're. You're always. Ha- you'll always take the Jalen Crowder trade off there. You know, like, it was that. Right. It would, so been a long time coming for him to come back to Earth, and they're so lucky they finally got tonight because he got open locks all game long. Two all and game. Two. He was two yeah. and nine, I think, from three. They yeah. challenged him. They challenged him to shoot it. And you know what? He was getting frustrated. Him and Jalen went at it. And it was about time. I, I was actually shocked that it took as long as it did for those two to go, you know, yeah. sort of face-to-face there because I'm nose sure they've had some – yeah, exactly. I'm sure they've had some heated, um, you know, practice battles. And, you know, Jake Crowder is a competitive guy. And I think he's got a lot, a lot, of, you know, on his, you know, big chip on his shoulder, whether it's Jalen, whether it's Gordon Hayward, you know, like just playing it against his old team. And um, you could tell it kind of got to him a little bit tonight. So I thought that was that was nice to yeah, see. Yeah, when I talked about that a little bit too, they asked him if uh, there was kind of a sense of they could have done something with you guys. And he was like, yeah, but, you know, we all knew where that was going after 2017. And, you know, Olenek got the bag too. And he goes, what, 06 in this one? He was, he wasn't great either. So they got an old uh, He was non-factor. Yeah, it'll be all right. That 50 How? million. Yeah, when it was a non-factor, and you know what, Jimmy Butler felt like a non-factor for like majority of this game. I, I don't, I don't remember much of what he did. Anyway, he ended up with 17 points, but I yeah, mean, John, John, time. you texted, John texted us and asked if he was inactive tonight in like the third quarter, and it was, it was a good question because he didn't do anything. <laughs> no, I don't think that was, that's sort of been him though, right? Like he, it, it's he showed up late now, but before, you know, it would be like in stretches and then everyone else would start going off. And then when they needed him most in that fourth quarter, he would do his thing. That's been the case. In game exactly. One. Like he was waiting for the moment where like, okay, now I'm going to turn on my Jimmy Butler, you know, thing, right. but it, it never came. And even when it did, and he did have a couple of late, um, it just didn't matter. Cause it was, uh, you know, you know, it was uh, the lead. Yeah, it didn't the, matter by then. Exactly. Right. Oh, and this, yeah. is, this is that sense of being on the reverse side of what we're used to with the Celtics. Like that's, how Boston played for so many years. Like everybody would be spreading out the responsibility. Now right. on the Boston side, it's one, two, three guys doing everything. Uh, and Butler, like he's talked about it. Like he's he's really trying to get the Robinsons of the world and the heroes of the world. Hero, 
mind blowing in that second. Man, these guys tries to do hands off. Plus, he's a guy who scores like probably more of his points at the free throw line than any other star at the league. So that makes him a little sneaky too. That is true. You guys want to? Uh, we're we're going to hear from uh, we're going to hear from uh, Gordon here on his decision to not leave the Ooh. bubble. Yeah, I mean, I think that 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 obviously wasn't in the plan. Um, getting injured and going have, going back to Indianapolis for for treatment. Um, I trust those guys with everything back there, and so um, you know, obviously, I think a little bit lucky that that uh, Robin was there already in Indy, so I got a chance to be at home and get great treatment. Um, but you know what? That, that wasn't in the plan, and I mean, Robin could be you know having a baby at any point in time. And so, um, you know, I think it's probably something that I'll, I'll be here. And, uh, you know, by the time I get back, I might miss the birth, you know, if, if she just goes in and rushes into the hospital. So, um, you know, we, we discussed it, we prayed about it, and I think it's probably best if I stay here and, um, you know, help our team. That's it. Staying here, helping the team. He and Robin discussed it. Bad boy. Hey. That's it. Making Danny Ainge proud. Making Danny Ainge for Danny Ainge yeah. last week said everything, just everything, but I really, really, really want him to stay in the bubble. So maybe Ainge, I bet you Ainge <laughs> already knew and was just trying to, you know, not say anything. Um, but you can, I, I, I kind of got the sense that Ainge, what Ainge basically said, if it was him back in the day, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't leave for that, for that yeah. to happen. Now you can't compare errors. Everything's different now, but. Up, on the on the player side, on the uh, on, just on the on the court side, he did also say that he's like really gassed. So again, I think it is fortunate that they have that break. Yeah, he, yeah. he had about two practices, two or three practices for this, and all he did was three on three. So he didn't prepare for this at all. Yeah. So Jimmy, and I know we talked about it before. You were kind of saying like, if he could play tonight, could he have not played earlier? I really think this was a they pushed him early. He came. I think this is like a a warrior sort of moment where he's like, I'm I'll, let's go or yeah. whatever, because it was like, it's now or never at this point. So I think he went early. I think in an optimal world, if this were the regular season, he's probably two weeks away still, you know? So no, I, I think he's not two weeks, dude. I mean, let's, they didn't card. I think it's there. possible. I think in it's a regular possible. season. He's talking about. Yeah. In a regular two season, weeks. I think he'd be closer to the six week mark. He's like four weeks and two days. If it was the injury was yeah. August seventeenth. The way the Celtics handled things, yeah, for sure. In the I, regular I, season, I, yeah. I think I he'd think, be. He would have practiced a full week or so, and maybe come in and played eleven minutes in the first game or twelve minutes. the The timetable would be totally different. I, I think. And so I think he. I think he's so like, let's go now because if there might not there there might not be a tomorrow. Maybe, but oh, we don't know what. What's I, that think, I think next Wednesday was was the was the target date, but then because of the O two hole, they're like, you know what? Just, yeah, yeah. Well, it was four weeks. It was four weeks, and then they got fortunate because the protest prolonged it a little bit more. Like they, some things worked out in their favor. A little, but I mean, it was August seventeenth. We're at September twenty, September nineteenth. So we're a little over That's four like weeks. Four weeks, yeah. We're four and a half weeks. So I mean, it's. It's on the conservatives. It was on the early side of the estimate, which most people thought was optimistic. When they said four to six, everyone's like four, no way. So it's. I think he's early. I, I think he really. I think he's a little early, but I mean, I don't think. I don't think if he. Robin's if he was late, two, he's early. <laughs> if he was two weeks away in regular season time, I don't think he plays thirty minutes tonight. I mean, he, he had fifteen in the first half. I just don't think they put him for that. I, I I was expecting him to play about 15, 20 minutes total tonight. I didn't expect to see thirty. 
the fact that he played 30, I don't think they let him do that if he's truly not like healthy enough to do it. I mean, Brad Stevens is not that type of coach. Does yeah. Gordon Hayward need a little kick in the butt maybe to, to push himself? Like in that, I'm not saying in general, but just in terms of like, you know, having some confidence on the foot. Maybe, but I don't think he, I don't think he's two weeks away. I don't think it's uh, I don't think there's fear of re-injury. You're just simply it's less effective. There's fatigue. You haven't played yourself into game shape. You haven't put your ankle through right. that rigorous a workout. The soreness after the game. You know what you could feel. You know yeah, trying to come back from it. All of those are factors that. that you are you are you're you're risking a little bit there. You know. He made a point to say that he was able to go back to Indianapolis where, you know, his trainers and those guys that he trusts are there. So I wonder if him actually getting a chance to go back there where typically he would just be in Boston with the Celtics trainers. Right. I mean, I wonder if him being able to go back to Indy gave, gave him more confidence or even sped up the process a little went, bit. He went to Peyton Manning's clinic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we won't ask him what what, <laughs> what they actually did. To him, but uh, whatever they did, it worked. But no, it's interesting they left the bubble. We were like, "Why is he leaving?" And then all of a sudden, he comes back. He's like, "I got a guy." It's the quick. Don't worry about it. I got a guy. He picked up a side gig as like a bartender, just making old fashions for everybody. That's what he he looks like. Uh, You know what everyone talks about? Which I love. It's those old, old weightlifting guys with this with the handlebar mustaches, big barbells. Riding unicycles, you know, that's Hayward. I can't believe Robin let, let him let him keep it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe she let him keep it. And he 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 was he was good tonight, but as the game went on, he started to fade a little bit. So I'm interested you can tell. He he was, tomorrow. Yeah. Um yeah, and you know, going into the next game. They're so they're very fortunate to begin this four day layoff now. I guess football bullied the NBA into, you know, staying away from Monday night. So they get a big break here. Like this is, we're talking ever since we started doing this show. It's been every other night since. Like, yeah, it's unreal. Up. What a pace. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna play. Yeah, gonna- a, I'm gonna quickly play a bite from uh, Brad talking about the team coming out and what kind of effort they were gonna get after the locker room explosion last game. Yeah, I mean, I told I told a good majority. I think I told the team this yesterday. I certainly told the staff two nights ago. Like. This this result didn't really matter to me. It was more about like, what are we going to show ourselves to be? And uh, I thought that we were um, a really special group, a really good group. And the first time we were pushed to more emotions that challenged us, we got better. And that's encouraging. Just took a bunch of good people committed to each other. Didn't take in. There's no special talks, no special things, no rah-rah speeches. It's it's who you have in the locker room and are they committed to each other? So everybody gets pushed to emotions in sports. That's why I wasn't, you know, I was was curious to see what would happen tonight, but I didn't have much doubt. You know, I think this this group has some good character. All right. Can you guys hear that? Yeah. So first off, give me a break. You didn't care about the result. Okay. Of course you did. Yeah, right. This isn't like a rah-rah teaching moment. You needed this freaking win, so you needed them to come out. Yeah. I love it. It's great that he said it, but come on. But no moral uh, victories, no? Yeah, this isn't the fun. moral victories. He's like, just wanted to have fun. You know, I'm just happy that we showed up tonight. No, you needed a win. <laughs> you needed so a I don't win even badly. know why he goes, I don't even know why he goes through that act. I, you know, He can't shake it off. He's trying, though. He's trying. He can't. He's trying to shake it off. Come on, Brad. 
Get on with it. Get on with it. Get on with it. You were Minimizing the pressure in the small. I get it. It's Brad. Yeah, it's it's him to the end. And you love his consistency. Like, again, we were saying, imagine if he went red face explosive. Like, everybody would have just tuned that out in the, the locker room in game three. And who knows? Like, it's not necessarily certain that his message got through, but we know he did the overnight meeting. Maybe that I heard they had a call after that. So he, he was working all night long to try to mend those fences. Um, and again, Everybody, how many people were on Twitter, on YouTube, everywhere talking about the zone, the zone, the zone? This wasn't the stupid zone. There was a huge riff in the locker room. Yeah, no Bobby. what they were doing. They yeah. had no togetherness on the court. And everybody's acting like Miami had the zone of all zones. I'm, I'm still blown away the amount of uh, attention. Toronto's zone, we talked yeah, about Toronto's, game. Toronto's zone messed with them. Miami's is not. Like, it's not. It hasn't about Boston's zone today. Just, that was kind of funny. Yeah, it's look just, it up. It's just, no one's dude. going up with it's just it's just bam. It's just trying to get bam in check when he when he jumps, jump with him. Yeah, yeah. I got some of that zone. Beautiful pass <laughs> by Smart too, pulling it to the right and hitting Brown on the back line. Like they carved it up tonight. It was it, it looked easy. Now again, yeah. it does make them hesitate. I think Kemba especially being a little lower against some of the tall guys that are at the top of it hesitates a little bit. And I saw him at Brown open for like a split second in the middle. And, you know, you got to make decisions fast there. And he hesitates just a little bit. It gives him a little bit of trouble. So I think a lot of it is that the, the trouble that it gives Kemp at the top. And we see Tatum turn it over too, but that's where Gordon comes into play. Like, you know, I've been saying all season long, that guy's your best ball handler. And that showed in a big way when he was in there tonight. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Um, yeah, Kemba. I thought again. Kemba played. Kemba. Kemba played under control today. He didn't try to yep. do too much. He, he, he well, took. That might be. Had a, had a couple of really big drives and finishes. Yeah. Um, you know, he I, I shot in the fourth, late in the yeah. fourth, when it looked like the Heat were needed in. that. If needed Kemba plays like this the rest of the series, it's it's a gift. Like I would be honestly because. Yeah. Look, look at the box score. I mean, what was it? 20 points. He took, what, 16 shots? 8 of 16. You know, clean looks, obviously, you know, towards the rim. A, a lot of ton of forces. Yeah, got stuff going to the basket. You know, he got a little sloppy, but that's going to happen. There was four turnovers. I mean, that's the stat line that you want to see night in and night out throughout the series. And he just hasn't been able to do that. What's that? I think this is like the third time he's been – he's done something like that, that that mirrors that stat line, but it's the first time in the series, though. Yeah, it was right. Four of eight from three. Uh, you know, it was, yeah. it was, uh, it was, it, it's, he had, he had one really good game in the, in the Raptors series. Well, a couple, but one that really stood out. It was just that same solid, solid, uh, stat line that, that we saw tonight. Holy crap. 34 free throw attempts for Miami, 30 for the Celtics. A lot of friggin' fouls. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ugh. A lot of fouls. But did you watch, did you see anyone watch, um, the Lakers game last night where they had 20, 21 or 25 free throws in the second quarter alone. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Unbelievable. We would have had the West Finals of all West Finals, and now we have this. Like, the league might be even. Damn, Bobby's pissed. Yo, yo Devin's going to come back. What do you think? It's going to be a sweep? Yes. <laughs> really? No. I do, too. Um, the Lakers are going to throttle on, Denver. Don't yeah. do this. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, here's Jalen about the togetherness from tonight and with the locker room stuff. Oh. Uh, just about honing in, focusing. Um, there's some great guys in that locker room. Um, a lot of emotion, a lot of passion. Um, but we, we're a family and we're here for each other at the end of the day. So um, 
we exemplified that when we came out together. We stayed together during some tough moments. They made a big run. I think at the end of the second quarter, Tyler Harrow uh, made some big plays, but you know, we didn't hang our head. We kept our wheel high and, and we persevered to win this game. To be honest, I didn't get much sleep the last 48 hours, man. I was so, you know, antsy to get back and play basketball. I don't think the last two games exemplify, you know, what this team is about. Um, so I couldn't wait to come out and be the best version of myself and, and, and try to try to add to a win. And I'm glad to be a part of this team and this organization. And I'm proud of how we responded. Uh, that it was probably blown out of proportion. Um, like we are in a bubble. It's a lot of grown men. It's a lot of passion and emotion going on. But at the end of the day, you know, we're a family. Uh, we represent this organization. We represent each other. And, you know, we won't ever let anything come in between that. We got a tremendous opportunity and, and we understand that. And, and nothing's going to stop us from trying to maximize that. So there you go. Um, couldn't sleep. Uh, wanted to come up, show, show his best self. He did. Um, you know, Jalen was, uh, was everything. Yeah. Like I said, this defense starts there. The aggressiveness offensively. Uh, going at guys on the back line in the center of the zone. I love moving him to the center of the zone. That was a big debate too. Like who's going to make the most of that space and get him going downhill. He can get on the boards. He can attack Bam. They got Bam in a little bit of foul trouble. Not a crazy amount, but that made an impact early in the game. I think it made, um, you know, Spolster second guesses rotations. He was able to go at Robinson too. And all of a sudden at the end of the heat roster, now Tyler Hero, He's reliable. They're going to stick with him for a steady diet of minutes because he does yep. everything. Robinson's a little less steady. He's given them a few bursts, but defensively he's a mess. And then I already talked about the rest of the guys going down their lineup. Like They are losing reliability down their lineup uh, again and again. And at the top, like you guys mentioned Butler. like He's been there in the big moments, but throughout the game he's not giving you a ton Right, he gives you the steadiest diet. Like he's gonna kill the Celtics. Well, but right now, what are you worried most about? Right now, you're worried about Bam rolling to the basket and getting dunks. Okay, so you're just you're trying to defend against that as best you can. You're worried about Dragic, I think, creating his own offense that he can. But I thought putting Smart on him helped really help neutralize that. I mean, he was. I mean, he he just couldn't get he couldn't get shots off. Uh, mm-hmm. As a result, I mean, he, he really took him out of the game. And then at this point, it's it's Hero lighting it up um, would be like the three guys you're concerned with. You know, it doesn't mean Butler can't find ways to get baskets and get his. I mean, he's crafty, but he's you're going to give him shots. You're going to let him you're going to you're going to give him threes if he wants to take them. I mean, you're not concerned with Jimmy Butler. As long as he's not cutting. Yeah. Yeah. As long as game planning for him, you know, it's so. so it, it really starts to limit, you know, Miami's offensive options there um, uh, when, you know, when the Celtics, well, I mean, the defensive intensity was great tonight, but, you know, that, that those are the main things you're worried about there. They, yeah, they, I think heading into this to, to game four, though, like Eric Spolster has done this in the past, too, in, in his old Miami teams where he could set up Jimmy Butler to have one of those Jimmy Butler nights, you know, grab that 3-1 lead. He could go all in. I know it's really risky, and I'd be surprised because he hasn't done it throughout this entire postseason up until this point. But just to grab a 3-1 lead, it wouldn't surprise me if you see more Jimmy, especially in that first half. Like I feel like he's a lot more passive in that first half. And like we talked about from the top in the fourth quarter, you're sort of 
uh, takes takes uh, more control of the game. But then again, this is another Jimmy Butler we're talking about. You know, taking control of the game for Jimmy Butler nowadays is also getting other guys involved. And of course, when he does heat up, that's the thing that drives me crazy about the Celtics, where it's like everyone's just you know locked eyes on him, and then you just see cutters going left and right, and then the heat, you know, the heat I, they, they, they eat up on that in those looks, whether it's backdoor cuts or open looks in the corner for those three pointers. He made monstrous plays at the end of you know both of the both of the uh, the the heat wins. So I mean, he was there right. when they needed it, right? Yeah. Exactly. I just feel like he's being a little more passive in the first half. If he turns it on a little bit, maybe we see one of those 32, you know, 34 point nights from him. I think they stick to being themselves. Like they're not going to have really gear toward one guy individually. And I think that would work in Boston's favor too. Right. Like, I want to see Jimmy try to go yeah, off right. and take, take their shooters out of the game. Right. The point I is, like to see that too. you know, <laughs> poster, I don't know. We'll see. Their transition team and the Celtics cleaned it up tonight until the end. The fourth when the turnover started flowing, and then you saw them free up their guys for three. Like they're they're a lot like Toronto in many different ways. They're better half court. Toronto is a pretty abysmal half court offensive team. Oh, right, that's the difference. Miami has a half court game. Toronto was terrible. Yeah, but right. overall the game plan the Celtics have to follow is the same. Like cut the turnovers, yeah. get back. And you know, stay out on the shooters. And the three and roll game's a different wrinkle too. You run into yeah, Rodgers is huge. You take him out, that's that's huge. Yeah, yeah. They uh, like- they didn't overreact to that either. Late, like he started picking up a ton of baskets in that fourth. He did, quarter, but. They stayed home on the three-point shooters, which was right. the- you know he's going to get some, and you're going to get caught there, and it's going to happen, and so be it, you know. But I mean, you know, it it just killed them the other game. Uh, where here, you're right, getting out on the shooters and making sure you just kind of stuck with your responsibilities was more important. Jimmy? Yeah, no, it just feels like Butler's not the type of player that's going to force those shots. I mean, when when he look when you look at the Heat roster, they're like their roster is like, so you know Hero's a shooter. You know Dragic is going to shoot. Um, that sniper, who's that three-point sniper? I'm blanking on his name. Okay, uh, Robinson. Robinson. Uh, Robinson. Robinson. Like, those are the shooters. Butler, Butler just knows that he has to just play his game, which is tough defense, drive to the hoop. Jay Crowder's going to do his thing, I guess, which is, you know, hoist threes once in a, you know, here and there. And, you know, he plays solid defense as well. So that's the thing about the Heat. Like, they, they have very defined roles. And I think with the Celtics, the problem with them down the stretch is they don't know what who's going to be that guy, right? I mean, they don't know who's going to take the shot. Yeah. They don't know who's going to be the defensive guy. Um, and that sort of gets them in trouble sometimes where they're looking around saying, well, who's going to be the guy? That's what hurts them in the fourth quarter. Like That's they, what I'm saying. I, the fourth quarter. They have to make bigger, more consequential decisions offensively. And all of a sudden it's like, all right, who's going to do this? And yeah. you know, we, you were, you were holding your head, John, ready to explode. But Smart kind of took that, took that mantle again. Last game, you get one, you get a, you get a Marcus Smart off of one foot attempt, and that, that's when you realize, okay, it's, it, he, it, 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 here. And he's the he classic like devil on his shoulder guy, but he's got him on both at sometimes, you know. <laughs> and it's like no matter which way he looks, there's just a bad decision either way, you know. <laughs> and you just you know it's no, he's agreeing with yeah. both of them. He's like, yeah, you're right. Yep, yep. <laughs> I know. Do, I, yep. do it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> do I take this horrendous no one legged shot? Exactly. Or do I go behind the back pass out of bounds? Like which one? He's it like, that's be? a great idea. I agree. You know, Off one leg, Marcus, you got this. Yeah. <laughs> You would feel best about in that spot is Hayward, but he's not ready to do it. And then, like, I'm just stepping into this. He doesn't feel right about picking it up. You hope eventually, maybe if they eventually get to the next round, as we hope they would. Oh, you're right. He was able to take that up. 
He was gassed. He even had a three yeah. late in the game, wide open. Uh, you could almost see his body language. He's like, I don't want to take this shot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, fuck, I have to. It's but so like, funny yeah. he's, like, he's, the, he's the oil right now. It's just oil the machine. That's it. Just go through the motions, go through the offense. That's all it is. He's going hey, to be public basketball the first week. It's funny to remember that, like, first Clippers, whoever game, like, everybody was looking like that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I mean, so, I mean, is it too early to call this, you know, series altering? Obviously, the 2-1 changes the dynamic versus 3-0. There's no question that the win, but not just the win, that, again, and it can't be a fluke that they're building double-digit leads against this team. It has to show that they're doing something that Miami isn't equipped to handle, uh, but they're just... The question again, Bobby, and this is what we always come down to is, is it the Celtics who are lapsing and losing these leads as they did in games one and two because of their own issues, or is Miami taking it? And we had the same conversation against Toronto too, whether Toronto was causing some things versus not. I'm still not convinced Miami is. Um, I really do think the first two were entirely self-inflicted. And I hate to say like Celtics should be up 3-0 right now, but I think the Celtics should be up 3-0 right now. <laughs> and so you wonder after this game and shout out Raptors back, fans. Did you figure it out or you're gonna be we're gonna be doing this every game? No, you're gonna be doing it every game. <laughs> Miami, they do have some personnel defensively that Eric's with you, like Butler in game two. What he did down the stretch of that game, there wasn't going to be any reverse in that. Now, game one, I'll give you. They definitely should have had that one. But what they do defensively, making big plays once they get it close. And again, they catch you snoozing. They're a three-point shooting yep. team. But it's the snoozing that we're talking about. Again, yeah. it's, you know? <laughs> so, like, when you do that, they're perfectly equipped. That just doesn't seem like a, if you're Miami, flip the script here. Forget looking at it from the Celtics' perspective where they're you're getting frustrated that they're losing leads. Look at it from Miami's. Do you really want to enter every game going down double digits? And no, be like, they said that. No, here's what we do best. We catch you snoozing. Like, that doesn't seem to be an A-plus game plan. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, we're on the other side, and the Celtics are up by 20, and we're like, this, this shit ain't safe. Like, we know it could go within oh, five minutes. Stuff, all game. Like, I, yeah. I keep going back to when they put Cantor in, the Celtics did something very smart, putting Cantor on Iguodala instead of the center so they wouldn't put him in the pick and roll. Yep. And Spolster goes, we're going to run a pick and roll through Iguodala. And it was just the messiest turnover I've yeah. ever seen. There was another play where Drogic was – And that was it for Iggy. Threw it behind yeah. his back in yeah. the turnover. Like every time they got into the lane the night, it was a turnover. And that's something they're probably not going to do again, I wouldn't think. Uh, but the Celtics took huge advantage of that throughout. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, Jimmy, what do you think? Is this uh, has the has the complexion yeah, of the series changed both with a pretty dominant wire to wire win and the return of Hayward? Yeah, I'm this is the first that. time a team has, for the most part, asserted itself. Certainly, start to finish, where this was a, a clearly Celtics played on the fourth. Again, not in the fourth, but we're only talking about a short stretch. They had a 16-point lead with five minutes to go. I mean, it was, again, whittled down to eight or nine, back up to 11. I mean, how many games do you see? Again, if there wasn't 
the first two games in the back of your mind, you would look at this as a blowout 20-point win where the other team got garbage buckets and got it down to 10, but you never you were only you were only scared because you'd already seen it happen twice. But stuff like this happens all the time. It wasn't it was for the most part an entire game, a 15, 16 point game. Right. And when we look back at games one and two, I mean, I think the reason why the Celtics frustrations boiled over after game two is because they saw game one slip away. They saw game two slip away. Those were games that at one point they had, you know, rather handedly. Um, and it's the NBA, of course, like, you know, you're going to go up by double digits and the lead's going to slip away, but I'm still waiting to see them execute late in games. And I know that's Bobby's big thing is when, you know, when it's a close game, can this team execute late? But the Celtics winning this game the way they did with Gordon Hayward returning and what would have happened if they lost. I mean, if they lose this game, the series is over, right? For all intents and purposes, right. we're basically waiting three days and we're talking about, uh, you know, dead team walking. They win this game the way they win it. They have three days now to yeah, rest we're up. We're yeah. draft. <laughs> exactly. Right. We're trading everybody. We're blowing the whole team up. <laughs> we're calling them all frauds and front runners. They win the game. So after that, everything's changed because now you have three days, rest up a little bit. Brad Stevens can maybe work on a few things, try to crack that zone from the heat or whatever he's going to do. And the Celtics, I guarantee you they're going to be favorites, at least on in Vegas, to win game four. So, yeah, yeah yes, this is absolutely a, a series-changing win. And it, it goes back to everyone's – everyone who picked the Celtics to win the, ser- to win the series is now a lot more confident in that yeah, prediction than they were before. Bit, right? Exactly, exactly. I wore so, green yeah. tonight. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you're right. Not only do we kill them if they're doing it in talking. Boston accents. Sorry. Yeah, dude. we fucking murder them, dude. So fa- Tatum, kid, he just has got no hot. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> fucking pussy. I miss the give and take. I really do. I, I, it's so hard to just be yelling into oblivion in this series, not having like. The, and I know they were the whimpers of the Heat fans after Game Two. Like they kind of came out of the woodwork with their profile pictures of the players, and they're like, "Oh, how do you like us now?" But it wasn't—you didn't hear it. It was just like three, three commenters under every tweet. Mm-hmm. I, I just see yeah. if this series is going in the other direction, and I'm not there just yet. But if it is, like, I just—I I get so jacked up about what the Lakers fans do because that's like a monsoon coming in from the other side. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby still yeah. has Raptors in seven for this series. Yep, Raptors in seven. <laughs> the Raptors, ooh. Like, they were, like, both of these teams, like, we could yeah, Can we talk about the Raptors fans real quick, though? I mean, you see Kawhi Leonard get knocked out, and you're like, oh. we would be going to the finals if you just stayed here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's off topic. Like, it's a wrap. That, that Raptors team with Kawhi Leonard, they're the champions. Oh, it, it is strange. It's, it is strange to me, Josue, because, like – you know, Kawhi Leonard always seemed like the kind of superstar that wouldn't be like in that whole mode of like, I just want to pair up with my buddies because wouldn't it be yeah. awesome if me and Jimmy and Bobby were all on the same team? <laughs> Who could beat us, right? We right. played together in AAU, you know, like. He, we're both from California. Up. We're all from Mass. Yeah, it's awesome. He I pairs think- with Paul George and he's like. Look, there's two of us. It's gonna be great. Like, <laughs> oh, they gave up like seven picks to get him. Oh, uh, it's so it like, man. I would have like, never guessed that he'd be that guy. Where it's just like, just me and my two friends who do the same exact thing. We'll be great together. Right. You know what it is, guys. It, I hate to say it, but I, I feel like he just that entire year they obviously treated him like a king. But it was just one of those things that just didn't match. He was in Toronto. It was just like, look, you guys are great. It's fun, but we don't have a lot in common. But like, it is it's me. It's me. I'm yeah. a Cali guy. I don't fit up here. You know, like, 
You know, like, like he had to break up with them and be like, look, I'm going to go do my own thing. But, you know, like, I hope you see someone great. You I know, know but like, like, told, like, I hope you meet somebody else. He's like, they just won the freaking title. What do you mean? Toronto, they, think they were going to be contenders next year. They won the title. And again, look at the situation. We all underrated their supporting cast. He got traded there. They set up the whole situation around him, and both sides made it work. When Kawhi went into L.A. with all the demands, all the ways he wanted to see the roster oriented, it was flawed. And I thought they were much better than they were. But you look at the team at the end of the day, George was a huge disappointment. Didn't fit. And everybody else was one-way players. They couldn't yeah. figure out their rotations all year. And also, you're, le- you're, you're leaving Toronto, which we know firsthand is a crazy basketball city, right? And, and the fans really, really I care about their team. Very passionate. And he went to the double-A team yeah. of L.A. Like, he went to the Clippers, who literally have no – we make fun of Heat fans if they're even still in this, watching this video. But the Heat fans look like yeah. super fans compared to Clippers fans. couldn't get Lakers tickets. Exactly. Oh, the man. Clippers stink. They've yeah. they've stunk forever. They're going to stink forever. Doc Rivers must be the best salesman going to get Kawhi Leonard to come to, to, come to the L.A. Clippers. But give give Kawhi this. He did protect himself. We'll be gone after next season. Oh, and don't make it be the Lakers. Oh, no, please. No, I don't think we'll do that. I don't. I don't think he can do that. Crazy things happen. So, so how many lives does Doc have now? Nine. Okay, so this is it, guys. All right. <laughs> there's been there's been fourteen three one leads in history, and he has three of them. That's insane. Hey. I like yeah. Doc. I'm not gonna. I, I like him too, so I'm gonna buy my tongue. But you guys know we're, him. if we're if we've reached yeah. the Clippers portion of the broadcast, we must yeah. be winding it down. So, <laughs> right. final thoughts heading into uh, next game. And again, you know, I'm 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 I said it. You know, again, on you know, I tweeted it early, and who cares what I tweet? But honestly, like as soon as I saw Hayward out there, I was like game changer and again it wasn't because he was going to score 30 points it just was that thing that i felt they needed he's there badly badly needed it and and it it made a difference and everybody else played better as a result of it i you know uh i i see that continuing i like it going forward i really think like pressure is on miami here even though they're up to one because it's now it's like Sure. As we said, you've been down three times, big, and this one you couldn't come back from. Like, what do you, you know, what are you going to do now? You know, pop quiz, hot shot. You know, like, right. I, I'm curious. So I don't know. Uh, Jimmy, start with you. Looking ahead. Yeah, I think you know they got a few days here. I'll tell you what. After tonight, if the Celtics and having a little pool party and the Heat are having a little pool party over the next couple of days, I want to be in the Celtics side because I think that they've got a little swagger. They've got some confidence going on right now. Gordon Hayward's back. He's got a few more days to rest. And again. I know I sound like a broken record, but if the Celtics play their best basketball and the Heat play their best basketball, the Celtics are going to beat the Heat. They just are. And tonight you kind of saw that. I mean, the Heat didn't play their best basketball, but the Celtics played their most complete game as a team than we've seen in a while. And it just reaffirmed my my original thoughts that, you know, this is a talented starting unit. We saw the top five guys playing for them for a bit, and they had success. So I'm looking to see that more going forward. Bobby? Oh, what happened? Yeah, we, we just lose him? his audio, just like that. Oh, it just us. Go ahead, then, Bobby. We lose your audio. Just way you go, Bobby. Jump back on. 
Uh, yeah, no, to pick up on what, what uh, Jimmy said, yeah, definitely. But also, uh, I get the feeling that Dragic is going to bounce back from this. And you don't want Dragic to bounce back because it won't be Dragic that kills you. It'll be what that means when he bounces back, whether it's getting clean looks to the basket, opening up the offense a bit, and that obviously leads to shooters like Hero, Hero or, or um, uh, Duncan Robinson getting his look. And, you know, he can get going. We saw what he did in that second half. So I think that's my only concern is just limiting those guys and, and stopping their, their offense. The Jimmy Butler game is a possibility, but yeah. again, I'd be surprised if they go that route. No. I think I think Spolstro is going to stick with what got him here, and uh, this is going to be a tough one. Either way, I think both teams get a, get a big rest here. It's not just about the Celtics needing it uh, when we think about Gordon Hayward. This is a big rest for the for the Miami Heat. You know, they've only dropped what this is their second loss, so they can use a break and come right back and think that they can come up with a, another winning streak right after. And then if they win if they win game 4, we might be looking at the Carson Edwards game in game 5. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> If the Heat, yeah, if the Heat win game four, Jose's going to go into his bag of tricks and try to figure out what the Celtics can do next. Oh, don't even, you know, wait till I get it. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm going right to wait yeah. till my next one. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to tell you what they're going to do. Okay, hold on. <laughs> uh, uh, Bobby. Can we hear, can we hear oh, Bobby? That was the perfect example, Joe Sway. Anything you put out there is going to be out there forever. I'm going to be replaying that one for a long time. <laughs> oh, do it up. Do it up. Uh, Bobby, game four hey, thoughts. The best quick, five lineup. What's up, Jimmy? I was gonna say Brad did. He was active tonight, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. Thought about it again. Yeah, Bobby, give me your thoughts he for the game four right now. He he thought about it. Taylor got the ball, and he was aggressive going to the hoop. And Carson <laughs> Edwards was a maybe. Yeah. yeah. Late game execution, Bobby. Right. Go Imagine ahead. Joe Sway on the on the Zoom. Uh, coach, did you think about Edwards in this one? What was, what oh, you know I wasn't remotely that serious. I'd actually freaking ask Brad Stevens about it. Oh, All right, game four. I loved the best five lineup. And there were a couple moments in this game where you got generally excited about the energy. Like when Hayward came in, when Grant came in and gave you those three big plays. And then when the best five lineup came in and just started smoking them with all the steals, uh, all of the buckets in yeah. transition, the 9-2 run that went on, I all of a sudden looked and said, this is the component of the team that they haven't unlocked. And if this is a regular part of their rotation going forward, you have championship potential with that group. Like that, That's a five that's hard to match for any of the remaining teams that are out there. It's a short burst, John, as we said. You, you need to extend it a little bit more if you're going to have it be a significant part of the team. But for that first test to finally work, they've tried it so much this year and had it fail. Yeah, This, this was such an important moment for them. It is, it is interesting, though, because you're running into a problem big everywhere you go, no matter what, you know? Uh, so it's hard to play that lineup against any team here. You know, like if you have Bam in there, it's going to be tougher. Um, you could get away with it, but it's again you're giving up some. And whether it's Jokic or uh, or uh, or Anthony Davis, is always going to be an issue. You know, like where there's just going to be a big out there who's going to present problems. So it's you know I, I I don't know how much you can use it, but it, when you do, you you make the other team have to make decisions. Yeah, and I have enormous amount of respect for the Heat overall. Love their personnel, love their shooting, They're great, love Bam, but ultimately. <laughs> I like, like the Heat much more than Toronto. Me too. Not, I like their team. Not me. Couldn't the be. Heat me. have a future. Toronto doesn't. Sorry. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, 
the Heat aren't done. They got a bounce back game in them. You're gonna you're gonna take a big blow in game four and you're gonna have to handle it again as they did tonight. And uh, ultimately they need to just not turn the ball over like tonight and they'll be fine, they'll be closer and it's going to be a long series. I still have this one going seven. Celtics. And yeah, six. see, that's how I feel too, Bobby. I feel like it's either game four or five that the Heat's going to have that one game where they just completely, you know, like they're going to win another game in this series, you know. My yeah. And it's it, going to be one of the next two games. It is kind of the same deal as Toronto, though, where they don't have a blow-up win in them necessarily, which is huge. For right. Them. Like, right. This that's is true. always going to be close. Right. They'll win, a, they'll win another one. One of the next two, they'll go to Miami. Again, you just shouldn't have dropped both of those first two. It's a real – the Celtics put That's themselves – the thing. You made it more complicated, right? They put, this, they put themselves in this hole, but it is what it is. So, all right, game four, we got a few days off, which is good because uh, we can uh, we can chill out. We've been going every other day for, you know, mm-hmm. for months now. How do you think – how do you think that it's impacts – here. It's tough. What's that, Bobby? How, how do you think that impacts both teams, that long layoff? That that you that we've been working hard. I don't think that much. Yeah, you know, Bobby. I think it's huge for me, man. You know, for a couple of days. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna yeah. ice up. I think for I think the Celtics benefit the most because they they're riding that feel good wave. Miami can't go and just play it out, play it off. Miami's better rested to begin with because they they they've been mowing through teams. The Celtics went through seven games, right. and you get that extra Hayward thing. So I I think it benefits the Celtics uh, throughout. Is they need more rest. They were playing short bench all the way through in that Toronto series, so those guys are gassed. Um, They're riding high, and they feel good about themselves here, and Miami wants to kind of shake it off. So I I think that rest is perfect for the Celtics right now. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, because the pressure pressure is all on Miami right now, heading into game four. It's almost like this thing is tied as opposed to 2-1. Yeah, so. um, All right, well, game four Wednesday, we'll wrap it up. Um, Bobby Manning. Jimmy Toscano, Josue Pavone. Uh, we will see you guys on Wednesday, but make sure to check us out on YouTube. We'll have yep. much more on this game uh, and the entire series and everything leading up. And if anybody yells at anybody in the locker room, we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, we'll about get them on the phone. Yeah, we'll get them on the phone. We'll check in how Gordon's doing. So uh, there's plenty more coverage to come. But uh, <laughs> until then, thanks, guys.